The opinions and views expressed in this video are purely for entertainment purposes and not for investment advice. What is up, fellow goons? I'm here as always with David. How you doing? Eating peaches or something? Mangoes. Mangoes? <laughs> nice. Nice. I need some sugar uh, and some uh, vitamin C. Okay. I don't think I've actually I had an apple this week. That was the first fruit I've had in a while. Oh no, I have a banana every day. Never mind. Never mind. I have a banana every day. It's, it's in a shake. I just forgot about it. <laughs> That's legit. All right. So we're gonna look at some um, we're gonna do some technical analysis here on this episode. So this week, a couple hot topics have been Tesla and uh, Shiba. <laughs> so we'll take a look at Tesla first because that's a little bit more uh, a little bit more real, I guess you could say. Could you get uh, more Sam, opposite? Yeah, exactly. Sam, yeah, you want to pull up my screen there? Thanks. Um, so this is a Tesla chart. Obviously, you know, anybody who's been following the markets this week knows that we had this huge move up here. So David, I know you're loving this because you're uh, what like most of your accounts in this, right? My um so my year my return my yearly return was uh, 27% before that. It's now just uh, approaching 50% because of that. <laughs> <laughs> You're a day. Well, yeah, it's basically like from from the lows down here in May. That's that's like a hundred percent move, right? For five to five fifty up to eleven hundred, yeah, hundred percent. That's awesome, that's it, man. <laughs> that's awesome. All right. So yeah, I kind of wanted to I kind of wanted to walk through uh, like why this why this move was so powerful because like David, I'm sure you can speak to the fact that like you know there's a ton of shorts. I think Michael Burry, like when did he say that he was. He, he had a bunch of puts, right? He wasn't actually shorting this stock. He had, um, uh, he had, he had shorts worth that represented about 500, half a billion dollars worth of shares. Okay. And he announced exactly two weeks ago that he was, um, he was out and this week this happened. So I, I got to give him credit. He's, um, he, he's sharp. Like he has a thesis, but he's like us when we're proven wrong, he gets the hell out of there. Okay. So he got out like right here, right? Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's hilarious. Okay, watch this. <laughs> He's smart, man. He's smart. Watch this. Okay, so line chart, right guys? As always, line chart to draw your lines. Line chart for lines. Keep it simple. So check this out. So down here, like, you know, obviously I'm a, I'm a short seller, as you guys know. So I'm always looking for backside of the move. Like I don't want to, I don't, I don't take any trades on the front side anymore because Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. They're always sketchier. The risk reward just isn't worth it to me anymore. So I only trade backside. So the way to determine front side versus backside on something like this, um, well, let me clean this up. So if we go like way back, you know, around this area here, you're you're looking for kind of like shifts in momentum, right? So if we go way back here to 2020, you know, this big run up here, like this is a major shift in momentum downwards here. So and then ever since then, we've basically been all uptrend, right? Like it's been all uptrend, all uptrend. You know, this was a downtrend here, but we double bottomed and kept going. So this is all still part of the front side. So this little, this little notch right here, like that's your main front side move right there. So that's where I would draw my line. Like if I was going to short something, that's what I would consider backside. So, you know, you're looking at something roughly like that, right? So check that out first of all. This is, you know, we're lining this up way back, you know, what is this? Middle of March 2020, right? Are you looking at the uh, the daily? 
This is the daily, yeah. So this is March of 2020, right here, just these two little bounces between March, you know, this is like over a span of two weeks, that's it. Like it's that small, but the, this is your front side, right? This is when the momentum shifts. So now we're on an uptrend. So this, this right here is all you need to determine front side. And if we go way out over here, all the way over to literally a year later, look at where we're bouncing off, almost to the penny, right? All the way up, like how it's it's really that simple to determine front side. So this little it, it it always looks like this for some reason. It's always like you get some kind of a an uptrend move, a bit of a pullback, and then you have two tiny little bounces that you almost can't see. That's that's your front side right there every time, every time, guys. So that's the front side. So you draw your line all the way out. So that's why to me, like this would not be a short anywhere up here because it's too risky. This whole move is front side. So longs are in control this entire time. And so what happens, because I used to get faked out like this a lot as well, <clears throat> is I would draw a line like further down and I would say, okay, you know, if you do something like this, you know, you look here and you say, okay, it hits there. You have these two bottoms right here. They kind of line up, you know, this kind of lines up. So a lot of people, what they would do is they'd say, okay, you know, here, like, you know, look over here, this is where we broke to new highs, right, from back here. So a lot of people are gonna look at this and say, okay, this is the start of the move, because that's where we went to new highs. So what you do, or what you shouldn't do, but a lot of people do is they draw their lines here. <clears throat> and it makes sense, right? Like you come up, you have your base here, you bounce off it again, you know, you have a double bottom here, and then it takes off again for another powerful move right there. Come over here, it fades down, bounces right off this line after a big sell off from previous highs. And then right here, it breaks, right? So a lot of people that are shorting are gonna look at this and say, okay, now we're at the backside of the move. Like it's broken the, it's broken the trend and now every pop is a short, right? Like that's, that's how you read this. If this was the true backside, but we know it's not. This line down here is the true backside, right? Once that one breaks. But this is kind of the fake out line because this is the one that a lot of people read. So what happens, to get these really powerful moves is you have so many people that think that the stock is broken now. They're saying, okay, it's been, you know, it's been uptrending for a year. Now we've finally broken. So it's gonna bounce, I'm gonna short it. And then, you know, it fades down a little bit and then it goes a little bit higher. You're like, okay, I'm gonna short it again. And then you get this like, this type of action right here is what kills shorts. This slow, slow grind. If you have big moves up, you don't get you don't get really powerful moves because a big move up just hits everybody's stop, everybody's out, it comes back down and then it does whatever. These slow grinds are super deadly because what happens is keep like keep in mind everybody thinks this is broken. So they're saying, okay, short here goes down a little bit. It goes a little bit higher. All right, I'll add to my position. You know, it goes down, kind of goes sideways, goes a little bit higher. All right, I'll add some more. I'll add some more. I'll add some more. And then by the time you get over here, you're in way bigger size than you want to be. You know, you're freaking the hell out. And that's when you get these massive explosive moves, right? So if you look at right here, so check that out. Right where it breaks this, you know, fake uptrend line, that's where you have that big explosive move because this is the point where everybody who's shorted underneath this line thinking that this is the front side of the move, that's when they say, okay, shit, we're reclaiming the front side. Let's get out. But realistically, we never actually broke trend. The whole trend, the trend has been intact this entire time. So if we go over to the daily candle chart here, 
check this out. So literally you have this tiny little green candle here, closes just over that line. What happens the very next day, huge gap up, massive candle, huge volume. And then, you know, there you go. Like that, that's exactly what this is, is every short just getting, just getting stopped out, run over margin call, whatever you want to call it. But like, it's look at how precise that is. Like, you know, you're talking, you know, you're talking 10 bucks on a thousand dollar stock and that's the next day. That's when it, that's when it kills everybody. So that's why these grinds are so imperative to watch out for. But basically the main thing that you want to look for is the fact that you have to know how to draw the front side line. As long as you know how to draw the front side line, you'll never get trapped in this sort of a situation. So it's just funny that Michael Burry, so this was the day right here that he closed out his, that he closed out his position, right? That he, that he announced that we're not sure when he did it, but he, but he said he was out that day. Okay. So let's, so it's probably somewhere in here, right? So I bet you, I bet you that's what he did. He's probably looking at this cause you know, he's obviously a smart guy. He probably saw these two lines and was going, Hmm. All right, if we creep over this line, I know that we're gonna we're just gonna blow to the moon, right? So I'm gonna get out before that happens. But that's that's basically the nature behind that move. Like how like it literally doesn't get any more perfect than that. He um uh, he definitely saw the writing on the wall. There's if if I could just grab a timeline, man. Because two weeks before he said he was out, or a week or two weeks before he he said he was out, the reporter that from CNBC that wrote the article, the original article that said that he was going short, he basically downplayed that article he reposted it and just said you know i wasn't really in that big of a position she exaggerated she didn't know how to read this sdc filing whatever and everyone's just like huh okay and then like a week or two later he goes comes out and says yeah i, I i'm out I, I got rid of all my puts <laughs> yeah 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 so he, he knew what was gonna happen right like the, i was saying i gotta start going long on stuff like this man <laughs> <laughs> I, I i know how, i know how to read the charts so well that no one shorts are gonna get screwed i should just start going long when i see that happening you're like, you're like that dude that can see pain in your clansmen. You'd be like, oh shit. I know. <laughs> like, I, I, know. I, I, I know what they're going through. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think to check this, man. I just wasn't even paying attention this whole time. But like, man, if you were accumulating long, like all you'd have to do is just set your stop just below this line and you could just keep buying and buying and buying and just sell up into this move here. Cause that, that's probably what this big red candle was here. That was probably everybody that was actually like, you know, quote unquote day trading or swing trading it that was holding from back here. That's probably everybody selling out right there. And then you have obviously, you know, like your, your last minute chasers coming in right now, but that's uh that's a pretty powerful move right there. And like, you know, look at the volume again, like look at the volume on this candle in comparison to previous days. Like it's, it's over double, double the size of it, but it's just, it's that one, that one little candle as soon as it closes over that line, that's game over. You know what's really interesting now that you're, you're explaining the, the 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 technical side of it, the fundamentals actually line up too. I, it's that day uh, about two days before that that move that you said that closed high, that little doji, that yeah. was earnings. That was earnings. Oh, okay. It was like low volume earnings day. Everybody's kind of like scared, a little bit cautious. So obviously yeah. they, they beat, you know. And uh, yeah, and you can see the very next day. Companies are smart, man. They, they usually line up like some type of news with a chart pattern. Like I see it all the time in small caps where like, I'll, I'll, I'll like, cause you know, there's so many out there that you're not tracking them all the time. Like when you see a really explosive move and then you look at it, like it's say it's like gapped way up or something like that. And then you look at it and you'll look at the chart and you'll say, 
like the chart, it's almost always like something kind of like this, where it's like, it's sort of come close to a pivotal point. And then they just use a press release or something like that to just blow the lid off of it. Right. So that they can sell all their, uh, sell all their shares back to all the idiots that are buying it. <laughs> so That's crazy. Yeah. So you want to take a look at Shiba now? Yeah. Let's do that. Actually, right. just before you do it, just, um, that movie yeah. you're saying was a slow, it was a slow grind. Yeah. I, 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 I'm going to admit that I got caught in one of those, um, last year, last all year, right. last year, a month, almost like exactly 11 months ago, last November, I got caught in one of those. I was trading Bitcoin futures and I was shorting. Yeah. And, uh, it went against me, man. I blew that account. <laughs> it was, uh, it was so sneaky. Like. The, the thing that makes it sneaky is that it'll give you hope by coming back down just a little bit. You're like, oh, it's not yeah. over. It's not over. <laughs> no, no. It's so contradictory, man, because like when you're shorting and like even when you're like, I guess even when you're longing, because you're like, you like buying, you know, like you're like buying big falling knives, right? Yeah. So it's, it's the same kind of thing. Like, like when I'm shorting, like my favorite moves are like really explosive, fast moves where it's like up and down and that's it. And then it's game over. Like, you know, you're talking you know, 20, 30% swings in like in a very short time frame. Whereas normal people look at that and they go, Oh, that's so scary. You know, it moves so fast. But like, to me, this is way scarier, like this slow grind, because yeah. that's, that's what tricks you into thinking that, you know, okay, well, it's got to come down. It's got to come down. And, and the same goes for the inverse. Like, you know, if this was, if this was a slow, steady grind down, it happens on the long side too. Everyone's like, Oh, okay. Buy the dip, buy the dip, buy the dip, buy the dip. And then Next thing you know, you're like, shit, I'm down like, you know, 50% of my position and you're, you're screwed. And then, and then the same thing happens. You just flip this in reverse. All of a sudden it gets to a point where it just falls off the edge of the cliff and then you're, you're game over. You know what I think it is? Cause we read emotions. We're looking at the charts. You and me recognize emotions in there. Mm. And so like a violent move in either direction is emotional. So we're like, that's safe. We, we, we get exactly what's happening there. Yeah. But when it's a slow and steady thing, like something's amiss, man. <laughs> Somebody's playing. <laughs> but you can you can play the opposite side, right? Like that's that's kind of like what I'd like to start doing if I see stuff like this on good companies is like if I see something like that, you know, I can play the long side here, right? Just keep buying dips, buying dips, and then just wait and then you know sell a bit into the top here. And then if you get this move, then that's what you're looking for. Right? Same, same short side. Like if I see like a steady grind down. You know, you're pretty safe to kind of short pops all the way down and wait for that big crack when it just falls when all the longs give up. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta mention a name, uh, Kathy Wood. I don't know if you've heard of her. She's, uh, she runs Arc Investment. Uh, those ETFs is like a group of ETFs. Yeah. She, um, she gets a lot of shit because she, like, years ago, she called Tesla thousand dollar shares, whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, guess who? Guess who was playing? that that play that you just described that whole time that entire move she was buying the dips and selling the the the, the, the pops oh was she really and she got shit on every step of the way every time she bought the dip she was like oh what a loser and every time she sold the top she's like ah she has no faith in tesla <laughs> it's just so funny eh? when you look like when you think about tesla or like something like this like it's 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 such a big like legitimate company you know it has a huge market cap tons of shares like and the technicals just work out like so, so simply like it's, it's yeah. like, I just, I drew two lines here and you you literally could have made like a year's worth of profits just from those two lines. Absolutely. Like this like is why I love trading it. It's like, it's very technical. Yeah. It's crazy. That's why it's like, it's, you know, if you, if you learn how to read charts guys, it's, it's, 
it makes everything so much easier is because then, you know, then you're not scared when you get these big pullbacks and stuff, you know, you're not, you're not panicking on every wash it because you know what's going on. That, uh, the double bottom, like May 18th, middle of May, I yeah. bought that. I bought that. That was the last of my orders uh, around okay. the 500s. And then I have like my, my low ball orders that are like low probability, but that was, I remember I even posted on Instagram. I, uh, I set my orders. I showed the picture of me setting my orders. And then I had a photo of like this episode from Game of Thrones where Jon Snow's like by himself. He's holding a sword. He's getting rushed by like a ton of horses. Like I'm yeah. like, come, come at me, short sellers. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Yeah, like even even this, I just want to point this out just before we switch over here. Like, like that's like, like it's not it's not a coincidence that this double bottom lines up like that, right? Like this top line is your you know your fake front side, and then this bottom line, this uptrend line, that's your real front side of the move. And like 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 look at that. Like if you just draw a horizontal line between the two, like it it crosses like your your horizontal line crosses almost exactly where it's basing off of these two points. Like it's not a coincidence. I mean, that's this is my favorite thing to see. Like if I can draw if I can draw an uptrend line and a horizontal line, and I see an X, and then I see some sort of like I see the chart coming towards it. Like anytime you can cross a horizontal and a and a like a diagonal uptrend line together, like that area becomes so much more powerful. Like so much more powerful. Like if I'm if I'm shorting and I see like you know say the chart was happening down here and it was like spiking up towards this. Like you know if it was over here kind of thing and it was spiking up like i might you know i might be kind of like half size or something like that but like if it kind of went along and went along and then it had a big move like right up towards where i saw this x was i'm going in full size man like full size on that there because that's 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 two major major trend lines intersecting wait so you're saying if it bounces at the x you would then uh take a short position yeah, like if I if it was underneath that, or like same goes on the long side. Oh. Right? Like for example, like say say right here, right? Like if you're looking at these two, like if I if I was looking at this uptrend line, and I was gonna, oh, I guess like we drew that line from that. So like over here, right? So something like this. Like if I was looking at uh, this bottom uptrend line, like if this horizontal line was say, you know, I don't know, like here, for example. Like if you had a bottom, I don't know, if, there, if this kind of bottom like over here, right? If the chart came down and bottom there and then that was where your base was. Like if I was trying to buy this, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really commit too much into that because you have your horizontal line way down here. And then if it gets down here, now you're on the backside, right? But because, because that previous base was over here, it just happens to line up really close with where they intersect. Like that becomes a really strong, strong position to hold. Like anytime, it, and it's just a time frame thing, right? Like it's not, it's like you have you have your uptrend line, you have your horizontal support line, and then you have the time. If all three of those line up, like this is the type of thing, if you see that, you can go into that full size super confidently every time. Like set a stop, obviously, because it doesn't work all the time. But like when I see this, these are the ones that like I'll throw my whole account at for a short. I'm going to send you a link, uh, my trading view on the chart. Like, you know how I send you charts? Yeah. I just, I realized, so this was my long-term tested chart. So I, I hadn't looked at it in a while, but I realized like there was another pattern playing out. I just think it's crazy that your pattern and my pattern are two completely different patterns, but yet they indicate the same kind of thing. Oh yeah. Cause I posted this, I, I cause those white arrows, I didn't, they're, they're a little funky looking because I drew them like months ago before the move. But but when I saw the 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 um the wedge forming, 
I drew it. I was like, it's, I, I thought it was going to play out that way. And it did. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like the a, same thing. Like you're just lining up more and more indicators. It's, like this. It's, yeah. It's unreal. Yeah. It broke yeah. out exactly as to two thirds in when, when, when it's, um, when usually the wedges, um, happen, like, uh, mm -hmm. usually a breakout will happen like two thirds into a wedge. So it broke out, retested, uh, resistance now became support and it just started making its move up. Yeah. It's so exactly. technical. It's ridiculous. Yeah. That like, this is like, guys, this is like, you know, six figure information right here. <laughs> like, if, you're, if you're not paying attention to this, like this, this is so, so critical. I'm telling you, like, if you can, if you can learn how to draw like your major front side line from where the move truly starts, not where it's already moving and then it speeds up where, it, where it truly starts, draw that front side line. You know, you get a big pullback like this, draw your support level, right? It, it even lines up over here with this one just by fluke, you know, whatever you want to call it, but, you know, draw your horizontal support line. And then if, you know, and it's, it's funny because it usually works out this way too. That's the funny thing is like, usually the timing works out because let's put it this way. Like if this thing came over here, like if this rolled over right there and this came down back here, I'd be a little bit more nervous. Like there's a good chance that bounces a little bit and then falls right through because it doesn't have as much support, but because we were so close to that intersection, it just becomes so much more powerful. Like it, it's just statistically, it becomes like infinitely more powerful. So like, that's the kind of thing where like, if you see this, like you can, you can buy everything you want right there and just be so confident with that move. If it goes below, you get out, you always get out, right? It's not going to reclaim. It might reclaim, but then you can get back in. But if you ever see something where the timing, your horizontal and your uptrend line all line up within like a couple candles of each other, like that's a thing incredibly strong level confluence of indicators is like really powerful i just noticed something was that the may 17th or 18th ish uh, yeah it was the 19th when it actually bottomed at the lowest if you're on the weekly and you and you pull up a, uh, a 50 ema it bounced right off that line oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, so like it's just it's just lining up with more stuff, right? So you got four things lining up here now. So like everything's pointing at that spot. It's like that's the day to watch. That's the spot to yeah. watch. But that's the thing is like you know like that's something that I've been that I've been doing too. Like I've I've been taking a lot of trades that aren't like perfect lately. So my my plan right now is I'm kind of just like shutting that out because like for one, if you're losing on stuff like that, you know this is this is just like a, a trading antidote, but like. You know, if you're trading stuff that's like, you know, not super good setups, like let's say you're trying to make like a couple bucks here and there. And then what happens is like, they're not as good. So you, you end up losing and then you'll win and then you'll lose. And then, you know, you'll see like a, a perfect A plus setup like this show up if you're a long bias trader. And, you know, because you've been trading kind of not that great stuff for a while, and maybe you've had a couple losses, a couple wins, you know, it trading's all a game of confidence. So like your confidence is going to be a little bit lower. You might not want to size into this really big. But like, if this is like the only thing that you look for when you're trading, you know, you just wait, you wait days, you wait weeks, nothing's happening. And then all of a sudden you see this, you go, okay, here we go. Like I'm throwing, you know, a hundred grand into this move for the, for the long haul. Right. And those are the kind of things that make your year. Like I, I, you know, I don't personally know, but like, I know of traders who like, like there's one guy I was listening to an interview with him and he's a, he's a day trader. He traded 13 times in 2020 and he made over $3 million. Cause he has, he has one setup that he loves. He has one setup. It has to line up. The fundamentals have to be perfect. 
the news has to be perfect. You know, the move has to be perfect. Everything has to be perfect. And then he'll like, he'll short the thing with like a million dollar account, but that's all he does. That's all he plays. If he doesn't see everything lining up perfectly, he doesn't even like, he doesn't even waste his time on it, but that's because he knows that the odds are so good and the risk reward is so high that he doesn't need to, he doesn't need to waste his time trading anything else. Right. It's just like, it's more of an excitement thing. Like that's, it's just, you know, you always want to be doing something. You always want to be watching things, but like, you know, if, if it's boring and you can find these really powerful moves, you know, you can sit there and be bored and be making a million bucks. Like, you know, and that's probably the best way to do it. You don't want to be stressed out all the time. You give yourself a heart attack. I think that's a great point. Um, like, because trading is all about perspective, right? So it's like, approach just like a job um, with discipline and with, with strict rules, right? Yeah, it's fun making money. It's fun getting excited, but but no, like you have to treat it like it's like it's serious business. Yeah, exactly. It is. It's a business, right? Like, I mean, you know, you're you, every every time you make money, you're taking money from someone else on the other side of the screen, right? When you're in the stock market. So like if you're sitting there and, you know, you're kind of half-assing it and you're just fumbling around, like there's people that you're trading against that this is their whole life. They're putting, you know, 10, 15 hours a day into studying. They know everything. They know all the fundamentals. They all, all the technicals. They They've been doing this for 20 years. You know, you've been doing this for six months. And these are the people that you're, you're playing against. Like, think about if you're in a sports game, you know, it's like, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, I know how to throw a football. So I'm going to go out, and, you know, I'm going to go play the Giants. Like, no, you're going to get killed. Like, it's it's no different in trading, right? Like, you got to put the work in and you got to know what you're doing and you got to be confident. Put the put the time in, treat it like a business and be smart about it. Otherwise, you're just going to lose. It's like, it's, a, it's like a game. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. No, uh, you can't approach it with, with, um, without having a lot of patience. I think that's the key to all of it, whether it's trading yeah. or investing, the more patient you are, the more advantageous you, um, you are. I think that's why it's so hard too, is because like, you know, people, uh, you know, and like myself included when I first started, I mean, you have this, this weird conception where it's like, okay, you know, if I go to, if I go to work at my job, it's like, I work eight hours, I make, you know, a couple hundred bucks or whatever. So it's like, you know, time is directly correlated with income. Whereas like, in trading, you could spend weeks and weeks and weeks and months studying, and then you take your first trade and you lose $200. And you're going, Jesus. So not only did I waste all that time studying, the first time I, you know, go to work, I had to pay to go to work, right? So it's yeah. it's weird because, like, you know, you could, you could sit there at night and set up your watch list, get everything ready, and then you wake up the next morning and there's, you know, you don't see any any trades that you like. And you just, you could just sit there and watch it and, you're like, all right, I guess, uh, I guess we'll go for a walk and come back tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to be okay with doing that. I got, I got to say, I got burned the other way. I had, um, I didn't, I have problems where it's like I'll string together a bunch of small wins, and then this one big loss will wipe me the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, that's been like, I haven't been wiped out, but like that's been my problem lately. Is because it's just taking like too big of a loss, like small wins, small wins, and then a big loss. Yeah. I, I, for me, I know it happens because I string together the wins. I start to think like maybe I'm right and I start to not doubt myself as much. And then I get trapped. I trap myself basically. Yeah. It's a problem though, right? Cause like, even if you do the statistics on whatever your setup you're playing, like if it's like 80% of the time you win, then it's like, okay, you could do 40 trades in a row where you win, but you still know that sometimes that, that setup just isn't going to work. Even if everything is perfect. It's like, if you just won so many times, that's why like, 
biggest losses or after the biggest winning streaks. Cause like mentally you're sitting there and you're going, no, like I, I haven't lost anything in two months. Like I have to be right. This is the same as all the other ones, but then it's just, it's just that one fluke that's wrong. And then you keep adding and adding and adding. And it's like, all right, well, there goes, you know, there goes a few thousand bucks or whatever. I hope the viewers are getting the, getting the taste or getting the feel for how much cycle, how psychological this whole thing is. It's a, it's a total mind. Fun. Yeah. My, my biggest, my biggest improvements in trading came after I started reading books about psychology, not about charting, not about technicals, not about fundamentals, psychology. Like once I, once I understood how to, how to recognize stuff in my own head and think about what other people are thinking and really like think more three-dimensionally, that's when everything started to click for me. Cause I already knew like, you know, this stuff's easy. Like I, I'm even just watching our videos here. Like you guys can see how simple that was on Tesla that we just looked at. Like, and that's, you know, that's a huge company. Everybody's talking about it. You, th you know, you think there's manipulation, you think there's short sellers, you think there's all these news articles, pump and dumps, whatever you want to call it. But I literally, I drew two lines and, and it worked out literally to the day and within a couple dollars and we could see exactly how that move happened. So the, the technicals are easy. It's just understanding the psychology behind it is the hard part. So, so it's, like the, any, it's, like, it's like anything, self-control. Like, can you, can you stop yourself? Yeah, it's yeah. very hard. It's very, <laughs> very hard. Like trading is not easy. It's, it's simple, but it's not easy. Yes. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. All right. Let's take a, let's take a quick look at Shiba here for five minutes and then we'll shut this down. Cause I don't want to talk too much about this. Everybody's well, yeah. About it. Speak, speaking of temptation <laughs> so we have this lovely chart here i mean to me like i see this and i'm thinking oh this looks like a great short but i don't short anything that's 0. 0.000008 of a cent or whatever the hell it is but uh, it's, like, it's float is like in the quadrillions it's so ridiculous so i just want to show you guys where the shorts got screwed again here because that's that's kind of like what i do so <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, man, I gotta start going long on these things. You really should. I don't yeah. Like it's, it's so easy for me to see this stuff. I just never pay attention to it. Okay, so check this out. So we have, you know, if you look at this, you got this nice little you know, we got this nice little uh this nice little bull flag going on here. Right. So this is actually a pretty bullish chart. Like if you look at that, like I, you know, I I probably consider buying in this candle if I actually bought stuff. <laughs> but uh, so what happens here is, you know, we've talked about this before with uh, reading candlesticks. So when you get this big, uh, what's, the, what's the technical name for that one? Was that a shooting star? I don't know. Which one? This one right here? Yeah, shooting star. Okay, I just call it a big top wick. <laughs> so, so yeah, you get this, uh, this shooting star with the big top wick. So volume is always really important, guys, right? Because like, you can think of volume as demand, right? Like if you go to a, if you go to a shopping mall or like, you know, Christmas time, like, oh, everybody's in line to get the new Xbox or whatever, like that's demand, right? That's what volume is. So you can just think about this as, as demand, right? How many people are interested in this stock? So what happens here, you know, the first, if you look at the volume, you know, this candle here, we get a breaking out of this, uh, of this flag essentially. So this, this is the first move, but a lot of times when you hit the top here, it gets stopped and it can sell back off. Like that's, that's why I don't like longing. Cause it seems like every time I try to buy these, it would just get stuffed. But <laughs> in this case, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting. And I think this is the reason we had this explosive move is because this was a huge volume candle again, but we had this huge upper wick, which, which basically signals like a whole bunch of selling a whole bunch of shorting. 
right? So like, as soon as this thing popped, like everybody's selling out of their positions, everybody's shorting because like they're taking profits, right? You get, you got to remember, we're looking at, you know, the beginning, the beginning of October down here over to, you know, mid October end October. So in three weeks, like some of these people that were holding since back here, I mean, I can't do the math on this. Like what would they be up three, 400? Yeah. 400%, right? Something like that. So yeah. if you bought, like if you bought in this run up, you know, by the time you get this pop, you're up, you're up two, three, four hundred percent, right? So you're you're taking your profits. Like that's huge gains in a matter of three weeks, right? So that's kind of what this is, is shorting, people selling, they smack it back down. But then what happens the next day is you have this other candle that's strong, right? It comes back up and it closes high. This this to me is like if you're short, fail. Like if you see that after a big stuff candle like this, like that's when you want to get it. Because anytime you see Anytime you see a big stuff candle like this, where it pushes it down really quickly, the next candle you should see is a big fat red candle. So if you don't see the big fat red candle and you see a little green candle, that's, if you're long, that's a great buy signal. If you're short, that's your signal to get the hell out of there because it's going to do this, right? So that's, that's kind of, I think, the signifier for this big move. And obviously, you know, coupled with all the news and the excitement and everybody's trying to get rich overnight and all that kind of stuff. But that's, that's kind of just like the, the quick, you know, Cole's notes, technical analysis on that one there. Do you have anything you want to add here? Yeah, that, that candle is super important because um, if you're, if you're um, any kind of institutional trader or like a, just a professional, the classic reversal from uh, a shooting star, what you want to see is that U-shape that you just described. One red candle, one red or green, the shooting star and another red. It, cre it creates this reversal, uh, reversal of the U-shape. That's when it's confirmed this, this bitch is going down, but yeah. it didn't, but it didn't. And so when that, that day, when that candle closed the opposite, like everybody who's a professional or an institutional investor was looking at that and they were paying attention to like, these guys are fucked. We're going in. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's why like reading, being able to read candlesticks and stuff like that is so important because it just, it just makes everything super simple. Like this is, this is a really like, I mean, you know, like this, this Shiba thing, like it's gambling guys. Like it's, it's garbage. Like if you're going to, you know, like we have people messaging us being like, oh yeah, like just threw like 10 grand into this thing. And you know, it's two days ago when it's up here, like, I mean this net, like next week, this thing could be worth, this thing could be back down here. It could be at new lows. Like that's the reality. And like, it probably will. It might not, maybe it goes up 10 times. Right. Who knows? I don't know. Nobody knows. Bottom line is it's a gamble. So like, if you're just buying this thing up here last week, you have to be aware that you're just gambling. Like you honestly, if you're going to throw 10 grand into this, it's like buying $10,000 worth of lottery ticket. Like that's what it is. And if you don't realize that, then you need to not put your money in the market. In my opinion, if you're buying down here based on technical analysis as a trader, that's very different. If you're playing the move, you know, you get in, you get out. Like this is, this is a hundred percent move right here from, from four to eight. So you take that, you take your move and get out. Like when I trade, I trade like line to line is what I call it. So like, I literally like, you know, let's say, let's say I was shorting this, for example, just to make this really simple, we'll, we'll wrap it up after this, but just to make it really simple, you know, let's say for whatever reason, I had these two horizontal lines drawn in from some daily resistance back, you know, a couple months ago or whatever. Right. So if I was playing this move and I saw this rip up, I'd short into this line, if that's what I'm looking at. And I'd cover everything into this line and that would be it. I'd be done. I wouldn't touch this next move. I wouldn't touch this candle. I wouldn't try and add more when it broke. 
I would short here and I'd cover there and I would take it off my screen because that's the move that I know. That's what I'm waiting for. It did what I wanted. Everything else to me is gambling because I don't know what it's going to do at that point. It's the same thing with this, right? Like if you're a long trader, you see this stuff move, you see this next green candle, you're thinking, okay, this thing's going to go up. So what do you do? Well, you zoom back. Okay. So here's our, here's our previous high, like four, right? So if it was me, you know, I'd, I'd draw a line right, right across there and I would say, okay, well I bought in here. So like what I'm going to do is I'm going to sell probably a big chunk into this line, which in the grand scheme of things looks like, you know, selling way too early, but that's, that's your next resistance level. So like I'd, I'd sell into this line and then maybe I'd, maybe I'd hold the rest and I'd just sell, you know, sell a piece here, piece here, piece here, piece here. And then maybe I got my last sell halfway up this candle. And then it goes way up again. Well, I'm already out. Like I'm not going to buy in again because the move I was looking for was this one down here and then just selling pieces up into resistance and that's it. Right. So that's kind of the way you guys need to look at this is you got to have a plan. You got to have an entry plan. You got to have an exit plan and you got to know what your risk is because if you don't, if you don't have those three things in place and you're putting your money in there, you like, you literally are better off just going out and buying $10,000 worth of lottery tickets as opposed to putting $10,000 into this thing, because you have no idea what it's going to do. Like David and I have been looking at these charts, you know, David, you've been doing this for what, eight, nine years. I've been looking at these for four years. So we got, you know, 12, 13 years of looking at charts between the two of us. I mean, I'm pretty confident to say that neither one of us can tell you whether or not this thing's going to go up or down on Monday. Like you just, you, you can't know. So you play the move and you get out. That's it. It's just funny that um, we see a lot of messages of, of people like online buying in at this point. And this, like, if you if you're reading the chart right now, this point is the worst time to buy. It's like uh, it's it's called reversion to the mean, right? It's a trading right in the middle. This is no man's land. This is not the time to take a position. There's no directional bias. You don't know what's yeah. going to happen. Well, I mean, like, if you if you did want to buy up here, like, what I would do is wait for another one of these. Like, you know, if this consolidates over a period of time. You know, and we get, uh, you know, we get another one of these bull flags happening. You know, if this, if this just stays in this range and you start getting a bull flag, then look to buy because now you got some support, you got some, you got a bit of a pattern to work on. But like, if you're just buying into a spike like this, I mean, th there's nothing like this thing could come all the way back down to this top before it finds a base and comes back up. So, you know, if you threw 10 grand into this thing and it goes from, you know, seven and a half, eight, back down to four. Okay, you just lost five grand. Are you like, you're probably just gonna panic and sell, right? And then, and then maybe it wicks right down to here and then it bounces up and it goes to 20 and you're gonna lose your mind. And then you're gonna do the same thing again. You're gonna buy up a year again and then it's probably gonna drop all the way back down to zero. And then you're gonna be fucked. You're gonna lose your 20 grand plus your five grand you already put in. <laughs> like, so just, you know, just don't do it guys. Be patient, you know, look for the lines read the chart and be smart about it. It's not an investment. This is a trade. You want to trade this, trade it based on a plan. Don't put your mortgage into here. Don't, you know, sell your car and throw all the money into this thing because you think you're going to be rich overnight. It's not going to happen. And if you do make a million dollars overnight, I guarantee you're going to lose it in a year in the stock market anyway. Oh, that reminds me that story that you said, somebody put eight grand into Shiba and it was worth whatever billion, five billion right now. <laughs> yeah. So I, I now I'm thinking about it more and I'm like, that's, I think that thing is like a bit of a scam 
ish. It was like it was a setup, like because people who don't know how to trade feed off one story like that. It's like if even one one guy in a billion did that, you think you're that you could be that guy too, <laughs> and then oh. you're like, you know, the well, the way again, you can just attribute that to the lottery, right? Like, how many people buy lottery tickets every day? I don't even know. Like, like a million, ten million? Like, I, I don't know. Is that low? Maybe it's maybe it's fifty million, right? Like, I have no idea, but like. Do they do they print news stories about the ten or twenty or thirty million people that lost? No, you only hear the one single article about so and so who won four hundred million dollars on the on the Lotto Max last week, and then everybody gets excited and they're like, "Oh man, I got to buy a lottery ticket!" Like there wouldn't be enough news articles in the world to print stories about everybody who lost money. It's the same thing, right? Like you're, you're never going to hear the story about the guy who lost his house or the guy who got divorced or the guy who couldn't send his kids to college because he lost all his money in Sheba. You're going to hear about the one, the one guy who lives in his mom's basement, has nothing to lose threw 20 grand into this thing last year because he thought it was, you know, just a YOLO play or whatever. And he made, you know, a hundred million dollars and now he's riding off into the sunset. Like good for him. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not going to happen to you. And if, if it does, then congratulations, but don't ever trade again. Cause that doesn't mean you know what you're doing. <laughs> Didn't they interview that guy? He did Doge. Remember, even after Doge crashed, he was still put on the news. He had long hair. He was like, I bought Doge. He's a millionaire. Oh, yeah. Is the guy that comes to like slum, slum Doge millionaire? Is that him? <laughs> Fuck, what is that thing at now? But but he's yeah. like, ooh. Is that Doge? Uh, uh, no. Is it this one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is a hideous chart, man. It's going back so look, look, right? Like this, this is the kind of thing that we might get, right? Like it's kind of similar to sheep. So we might get this where you have this kind of low consolidation rips up, everybody buys in here and then it drops down like, you know, over 50%. Like, you know, that's a lot of people are going to sell. They're going to panic. And then, but maybe it does this. So what I would say is when it goes up here, wait, see if it does this. And then look, remember we were just talking about that big topic on the other chart. Well, look what we have here. We have a huge bottom wick, right? That's a lot of buying pressure. So now we're consolidating and now we're creeping up. Okay, now we can start looking at buying because we have a set risk and we have clear candle indication that there's buying pressure on this thing to go higher. That's when you want to buy. You don't want to buy in all this nonsense over here when you have nothing to work off of. So like Mr. Mr. Slum Doge Millionaires, you know, his millions probably turned into like, I don't know, a hundred grand or something by this point. <laughs> and the worst part is at this point, he actually thinks he's lost millions of dollars. Unrealized. Like he thinks he's, he's he was a millionaire. <laughs> and now he's like, oh, yeah, I don't even know. Like, I don't know anything about that guy. Cause he's like, uh, but, but, I, but I guarantee you he's, he's, he's telling people his sob story. Oh, I was a millionaire. No. Yeah. If he had a soul, he would have been a millionaire. I would have sold it all and put it into Tesla. <laughs> all, right. all right. All right, let's wrap it up there. I think that's enough for now. Yeah. I think I think if anything, people should um take more take a deeper look on the psychological side of it because that's that's the real battle here. Not not yeah. not, not misunderstanding the technicals. That's easy, like you said. I think I think I think the, the number one word of advice I can give, I don't know the best way to, to you know articulate it, but Basically, if you feel excited and you feel like you have to get in right this second, that's probably a really good indicator that you should not do that. Because if you're getting really excited and you're pumped and you're, 
you know, all giddy about something and you don't know anything about trading, that's probably a really good indicator that that's the worst time to buy. Because anybody like, like David and I, when we know that everybody's excited about stuff, that's when we're looking to take a trade because we know that a lot of people are going to do stupid shit, which is going to make it move like in a big range that we can make money on. Right. So if, if you don't know how to trade and you know, you're just buying based on a bunch of news articles and all your buddies are talking about it and you're really excited and you feel like you're going to get rich overnight, that's probably the worst time that you can buy. So if you can, if you can keep that in your head, then you'll probably save yourself a lot of headaches. I think um, they'll probably end up losing the money, but as long as they keep that in their head, they'll realize that, oh, this is me doing this thing and hopefully they can refine it and not make that mistake again. They'll recognize it. Yeah, just write it down. Be like, I'm really excited, but I'm buying a bunch of Shiba. <laughs> October 30th. <laughs> yeah. And I'll leave yeah. it on your desk. And then if you lose all your money, you can put that on your wall so that next time you get really excited about something, you go, ah, that happened last time. I'm not going to do that again. Yeah, trust us. Me and Caitlin have bled... Bled blood and bled tears and bled money. <laughs> oh, yeah. Lots of money. Lots of money. <laughs> All right. Thanks for tuning in, guys. All right. See you later, goons.